Hi, and welcome to Blank Bodies. I'm your host, Hunter, and today we're talking about Hunter. So let's start at the beginning. I congealed in an unassuming alley of a small Swedish-American village back in 1991. At the time, many would take my birth as a dark portent of things to come. However, even from the beginning, I rejected the prescribed life of a flautist. From an early age, it was clear I was a talented child. Around five years of age, prophecy began to spew from me like half-digested corn and other various feeds. Years later, at the age of eight, I learned to speak. By 10, I was identifying shape and color to an advanced degree. Okay, dude. Dude. What? Dude. What? What? What is this? We're talking about hunters and like vampire hunters. Oh, is Hunter it? the Reckoning? Yeah. Yeah, no. that was the plan. We we don't, we put don't. this on the schedule months ago. Don't stop him. He's, I was supposed to write this. Uh can we take a journey and come back in like a month? <laughs> <sighs> All right. No, 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 guys. Everybody be silent. He's doing the field research notes for the Fey just as I need to. No. This is, this is untainted data. Anyway, yeah, we're talking about Hunter the Reckoning today. Okay. Well, in a month. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Bye. And we're back. Okay, cool. The magic of editing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we should probably do that intro again. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Welcome to Blank Bodies, a Vampire the Masquerade podcast. I'm Hunter, and I'm joined by... John! Uh, Sarah, hi. And the Lordbot. James. Yeah, so we're actually talking about Hunter the Reckoning today. I reckon you wrote this script. I I dang old did. Um, yeah, so actually, before we did this, I wanted time to read the book and actually ran a couple one-shots, in the, some, one in the server, one elsewhere, to try the game out, um, get a little experience with it. So oh my God. I feel like I can talk about it. Oh, my God. Our group actually spent the time to like delve into the game a bit before we wrote about it and wrote an angry just triage onto the internet. Oh my god, my phone interrupted That's us. the internet mad mm-hmm. that we took our time to look into something. Fuck. Well, I'll tell you. No, opinion. it's just Silva posting a picture. Oh, yeah. god damn it, Silva. Silva. Silva is actually one of the hosts of my <laughs> other show, Confession Cam, mm-hmm. where we just are finally done talking about the Kardashians. Thank god. Yeah. That's, What's the next one? Uh, well, we have a surprise interview <gasps> coming up. Is it Snooky? No. no, it's uh, someone who's actually worked on a lot of reality TV shows, and we're going to talk about their experience on them. That's actually pretty okay, sick. That sounds good. Yeah, uh, but we don't have that scheduled yet, so I don't know if that's going to be the next next episode or. But if not, you're right. We're actually doing Jersey Shore next. I'm not surprised. Dope. I've never watched it before, so I'm excited. Uh, we're only doing the first season, so that's probably for the best. Yes. But anyway, uh, good cover for being a hunter. Yes. Mm-hmm. What, Jersey Shore? Working on a reality show because you probably have to travel around a lot. Mm. You're going to be dealing with a lot of monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, also Jersey Shore. Imagine being locked in a room with Brett Michaels and eight women who lust after him. That <laughs> just, it, it, it gives me the, sen- the feeling emotionally of the sensation of when your skin is on vinyl and it's hot and you have to like peel it off. Mm, mm. <laughs> I would assume the acting talent in that room was amazing for eight women to fake being attracted to that man. No, uh, they were probably no. They're probably really into it. The world is a disgusting. I've place. been to Tennessee. Yeah, uh, the humidity in that room was off the charts. Um, <laughs> gross. <laughs> anyway, moisture. Uh, uh, woo. Anyway, so yeah, we're talking about Hunter the Reckoning. Uh, content warning: not a lot for this episode. There's definitely some. If you go and read the book, it does talk about like violence and potential like terrorist like activities and like, you know some religious themings so you know <laughs> yeah it, it's a world of darkness game yeah. um but i kept this episode pretty squeaky clean so 
Wow. Yeah, and our source is The Hunter, The Reckoning V5 Core Book. That's literally all we're talking about today. That's all we have for V5, and it's we'll get into it, but it's different enough that that's all you need to get into. So, yeah, what is Hunter? Uh, well, the first thing a lot of people noticed was that it is not a rewrite, sequel, or really at all related to the original Old World of Darkness Reckoning. Mm-hmm. Um, there are hints in there that, like vaguely hint at the old the imbued mm-hmm. maybe exist but that is not who you're playing you're playing uh regular everyday humans who've experienced the fullest darkness that the world of darkness can offer mm-hmm. and they can never look at that world the same way and because of that they become monster hunters or at least investigators trying to figure out what the fuck is happening in the shadows so it's very trauma response x-files yeah. I was yeah. thinking it kind of Delta Green esque if there wasn't yeah. an organization behind the dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I think they even well, have sometimes some... there are organizations. Yeah. There's, um, I think you can possibly be part of an organization, but usually they're considered to be like maybe the bad guys. But we, we're probably skipping ahead here. Yes. Uh, so it, I would say that it's kind of a mix between the original, wec- the original Reckoning mm-hmm. and New World of Darkness is the Vigil, yeah. because in Vigil you weren't super powered beings either. Um, but in Reckoning, you play as street-level humans striking back against the supernatural and the shadowy organizations who use them to their own twisted ends. So in this, you are not a part of the human organizations that know about supernatural creatures. They are one of your main antagonists for this game. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I can I make a small confession? I much prefer Vigil over Reckoning solely based on the fact that I... I'm going to be playing a human character in World of Darkness. I don't want fucking superpowers. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> like, mind. Yeah. I don't mind the stuff they had in Vigil, like the minor stuff. Like yeah, the no, minor. Like, if it's super minor, like, oh, I can kind of, I get, I get goose pimples if I could see a ghost, you know, or, you know, like, uh, I fucked around with vampire stuff and now I'm like a little faster than normal humans, but like, you know, I don't, yeah. nothing else. Yeah. I, um. Uh, like the the Luciferians that were like kind of like tieflings ish going on. I also love the Charon Corporation because again their balance was like, yeah, you can get kind of superpowers, but you're putting monster parts in your body. And by the way, if you ever betray the corporation, they wait, they will take them back by force. I don't know. I just I have a real soft spot for street level shenanigans. Yeah, it's kind of uh, more my bag. Yeah, and that's, that's just your bag and yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, eh, if it gets too big, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that and that's kind of what the new version of Reckoning is. You're not the supernatural imbued from Old World, though there are some supernatural abilities. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and you're also not members of larger mon- monster hunting groups like in Vigil, because that was a big part of what Vigil was. Is you were almost always. Street level or not, it seemed like it would aimed at you being a part of some sort of group. And then this, the only real group you have is the other players. Um, and yeah, so you're haunting supernaturals. I know this is one thing a lot of people are excited to see. So what exactly are the supernaturals that they give you in Reckoning? Mm-hmm. Um, so Hunter offers five types of supernaturals in the book. There are vampires, werewolves, sorcerers and their creations, ghosts, and then Fair Folk and Stranger Things. Technically, that's more than five, but uh, Fair Folk and Stranger Things were one category. Sorcerers and their creations were another. Yeah. So um, I will say that each of them in the back of the book has two to three example NPCs. Little story for like STs to use examples and that kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Um, 
And basing it off of how vampires were handled, these basically give no insight into how any of these other future games might turn out. They're all very vague. One of the things about Hunter is that you don't know a lot about your quarry. If you're a vampire hunter, you probably don't know about the Camarilla. You probably don't even know that vampires have different clans or abilities. You might think, I saw one vampire. All vampires be like that. Mm-hmm. You're, that's how like little your characters are expected to know. And so going through the information that's giving you, all of these are also very vague. It doesn't really mention werewolves being like part of packs mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like it's very like, I know about this one thing. And so I seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, I have seen it or Kiefer told me. Oh, Kiefer, he tried his best. Mm-hmm. I know uh, it's. It's partially because a lot of these games aren't written, and so they don't—they really don't know what they're going to look like. So they can't really, I don't think they want to commit to anything big, and then the book comes out and it's wildly different. Um, I also think it just works for the game. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. almost like things are scarier when you don't know details. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like how you know vampires can roll like simple occult tests to just be like, I understand how those disciplines work. But if it's like you're fighting a werewolf, that's a much higher difficulty because it's like, do you? Do fucking deal with those werewolves all the time? Do you know how they fucking work? No. Why does it smell like wet dog in here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the gang girl's here. And, and the, uh, the other big organization, or anta- the other big antagonist is the organizations. Mm-hmm. So uh, the orgs are just villain are villains, and r- they can also be just rivals or uneasy allies, um, just as much as the supernatural creatures mm-hmm. are. Uh, the book has 11 organizations from things that we've seen in previous books, like Special Affairs, uh, Society of St. Leopold, and the Arcanum. <laughs> Anyways, go on. And to brand new ones, like Monster Hunter X and the Nails of Christ. Uh, the Nails actually, of Christ. If I'm you look at it real close, uh, Monster Hunter X is pretty much just Charon Corporation. Maybe. If you read into what they do, it's pretty much like... Is they Monster just, Hunter X well, they, a brand I, of Charon? Charon might not be canon anymore at all. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, Charon, Charon's Chronicles. Yeah. I, I just think that they literally just went, we like this idea from Chronicles. And well, yeah. reskinned it. I'm not saying it's... Well, the they, don't, they don't do as much as like the medical sciences. Yeah, exactly. They're more like... They're closer to like Duck Dynasty. You know how like Duck Dynasty were a bunch of rich white guys who pretended to be rednecks to sell like shitty, un- low-quality hunting gear to real rednecks? Mm. Yeah. That's kind of what Monster Hunter X is. You can buy, they sell things like werewolf bear traps and like garlic scented vampire steaks. And That's amazing. There's like a 50 50 chance what you buy from them works or doesn't. Ooh, is, it, is, this, is this a side hustle for Mike Lindell? <laughs> I want to circle back to the nails of Christ because that's metal as fuck, and I feel like they're not actually that metal. They are a very Jesusy organization, mm-hmm. as you could have guessed. Nope. They are. They're fun. I haven't. I did not use them in any of the games I ran. Um, I used Monster Hunter X actually because I thought they were a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but I'll get more into that. Nails of Christ are like the nice church people who like bring like a pie to your door when you move into the neighborhood. But when they do that, they're also like, I wonder if you. this guy's a vampire. Ah, it's very, yeah. uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's very like hot fuzz, it feels like. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. See, and I was picturing it the with, the, with a name like that. I was picturing it like Father Anderson. 
Yeah. yeah. I was like, I am the nail of Christ. You know, that's was, uh, that, that's Uncle that. Andy. You're like, you don't you don't <laughs> see him until you get invited to the cookout. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> initially you, you meet, you know, the, the neighborhood mom who's just, you know, wearing a cardigan and just like, oh, hey, I made these cookies. I'm sorry. I had to make them different than I normally do. See, my husband's got the touch of the diabetes. Yeah. And she'll just fucking talk your ear off while she's like scoping your house. And the whole time you're just like, oh, my God. Leave me alone. I want this conversation to fucking end. <laughs> Y'all. Little did you know, she's grabbing intel. Yep. Fucking bitch. No. She's part of the HOA, too. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. I remember kids, don't ever get an HOA. <laughs> Ever. Unless you're joining in and the, to take it down from the inside. Yeah. Only reason. One of my favorite things I ever read about an HOA is a guy had a trampoline and his HOA was like, you can't oh. have that trampoline. And he was like, yeah, I can't have the trampoline. Well, I guess with all this extra space I have in my backyard, I'd like to build a radio tower. There's a federal law that says if you tell me I can't, you have to pay like $700,000 in federal fines. So I think I'm going to do that instead of my trampoline. And they were like, you can have your trampoline. And he was like, okay, thanks. Okay, cool. Put it down in writing. <laughs> yeah. I actually made a mistake. Uh-oh. The uh, super like homeowners association Christiany people are the Order of the Rose. Order of the Oh yeah, God damn it! Rose. God damn it! It is that. worse. Yeah, Nails of Christ is like the very churchy, but they're they're more like small time church because you already have things like the Society of Saint Leopold, and so they are less oh. like we're so, not affiliated. So the nails are nails the, of Christ are the is Baptists. it? Is, is it, yeah more Baptist or evangelical? I, yeah, kinda. yeah. I get, it's more I get, red state. Yeah, I got those two mixed oh, up. But okay. yeah, they are de- they're more red state, more like the guy you would see yelling in a church tent somewhere, mm-hmm. kind of. Oh God! On the side of the court, like a corner corner preacher. Yeah. Potentially. His, also, I want to give shout out to the college student. I saw this video on TikTok of a student at a university yelling at a pre- like street preacher who's on his campus and being like, abortion is sin. And he's just like, go down on my nuts, old man. Fuck off. <laughs> and like, I was just like, ah, nature is healing. Good. Nature is healing. <laughs> it's like, you're going to hell. You can go to hell on my nuts. And I was like, good job. Yeah, good job, go sir. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how does the game play? Um, there are some new mechanics for the reckoning versus um, uh, what we've seen so far with Masquerade V5. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that hunters have is their creed. Um, creeds are kind of like, cl- I guess, like your class is what mm-hmm. you would pick or your clan in Vampire. But they are how you deal with supernatural entities. So there is an entrepreneurial um creed and they do like crafting and like that sort of thing there's the faithful that are steadfast in the face of the supernatural they would be like the vampire who tries to use like uh power to make you leave the room and they hold up a cross and they're like no fucker i have jesus i'm a van helsing my way through this yeah there's the inquisitive um and they're the researchers they're like ah vampires time to go to the library there are the marshal quite literally marshal combat and there is the underground, and they're the uh, stealthy, stealthy boys. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, so crafting. I'm, I'm sitting here going like, that's like be Whistler from Blade. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, Inquisitive Research would just be uh, X Files, and combat. Just my brain immediately <laughs> went to from Dust Till Dawn, or just Blade, or just Blade. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are good. And then underground stealth. I'm just trying to think of the. Best version of that. Because uh, it's not John Carpenter's Vampires. <laughs> no. No, they are not a stealthy bunch. In uh, no. the Van Helsing um, movie, like the about? monk guy. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he'd be the research. The Frog yeah. Brothers. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the yeah. Frog Brother. You're right. Sneaking into the the Haven in yes. And these are the style of tactics they use, and it gives you some bonus die. Um, these are not groups they belong to or supernatural abilities. I mean, if you want to flavor them as supernatural abilities for your game, feel free. But as written, they are just like they're good enough at these things that they get a little bonus at it. It, it could almost be seen as like clicks in a high school. Like, oh yeah, we got our jocks and the goths and the nerds and yeah, da, 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 da. but yeah. we all have to go to school. <laughs> so we all have to kill monsters, guys. Yes. <laughs> we, guys, I know, I know that you know the pep rally did not go well, but you know you can haze the nerdy boy later. Go fight the vampire now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, one of the other new mechanics is danger and desperation, mm. and this is kind of the replacement for hunger. I feel like, um, but these are measurements of how the party is doing overall in their quest to hunt down their prey. Uh, danger is a long term and recommended, but optionally secret. Uh, it's dictated by the ST's interpretation of how aware and how focused the supernatural quarry is towards them. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of keeping track on a one to five dot scale of like, say I'm h- trying to hunt down this way- weird fae being. How aware is the fae being of, their, as of them and how much does it care enough to do something about it? Like three dots might be like, it knows exactly who you are, but it's not too worried about you. Whereas five dots is it knows where you who you are, knows where you you live and it's on its way so that's the way i interpret it but uh, it is a little bit loose um it's kind of more of an extra st tool than anything why did this vampire text me an app link that looks like an amazon delivery driver saying 10 stops away from your house (laughs) (sighs) the flex (laughs) that is a flex whereas uh desperation is more direct and immediate uh, the book actually recommends that the ST leave a pile of dice in front of everyone playing uh, to show them exactly how many des- their desperation level is. Mm. Um, desperation works kind of like hunger dice. So players can opt to use these dice to add um, extra dice to their drives, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but they risk taking on despair if you fail those dice. Same with hunger. Mm. so in the face of more danger you have the ability to roll more dice and do better but if you fuck up it really hurt you fall into despair and it really hurts right so that's just so it's not like hunger as in that it it, it replaces your die but it's it's an optional you can add to your pool with it yes okay it's like look i i i'm praying to jeebus I'm praying to Dolly Parton that this goes well, so I'm oh. calling on the power of Dolly. I need this die. Give it oh, to me. Oh, Dolly, please let me hit this thing's heart. So, um... All right. I'm got it. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mentioned drives, but drives are what motivates a hunter to do what he does. Um, and you choose these as well when you're building your character. And the drives are curiosity, vengeance, oath, greed, pride, envy and atonement these are kind of like like i said kind of like the the hunger system so as players use desperation dice they fall they risk falling into despair falling into despair prevents them from using any more desperation dice until they achieve redemption Um, redemption conditions are determined by their drive so, for example, if vengeance, if a vengeance-driven hunter falls into despair, he or a cell member must hurt their quarry in some way 
to be redeemed and gain access to their dice again. Okay. So okay. like, yeah, say if you have curiosity you won't, and you fall into despair, you have to find a new fact out about your quarry <laughs> or a supernatural creature before you can use your dice again. Yeah. And what's nice, though, is that anyone else in your hunter's party or cell can do it. It doesn't have to be you. So if your character's like, fallen into despair and you're kind of role-playing it he's like what's the fuck the point i'm not doing this and one of your uh teammates just pulls out a gun and blasts the vampire in the gut that counts as your redemption and you get your dice back so this is kind of a combo of hunger slash like the uh compulsions kind of yeah kind of yeah where it's like yeah so despair is kind of like compulsion where it's like well you're having to deal with a negative for story reasons until parameters are met and then you have access to things again mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so oh, that's kind of neat yeah i dig that yeah and then the last new uh mechanic is edges and perks uh edges are the unique way in which hunters push past normal humanity and take on creatures of the shadows and perks are enhancement for the edges they already have so edges are broken down into assets aptitudes and endowments um assets um are things like having a weapon arsenal having a fleet of vehicles, having ordnance like explosives, or having access to a library. Um, and so an example perk for those would be like for your arsenal. An example for that would for like having your arsenal would be the ability to get exotic weapons, um, being able to put armor on those vehicles, being able to have your explosives disguised so that they're not easily seen, uh, different types of information that you can get from that library. And you can buy as many perks as you want as the game goes for your edges. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're just getting more and more abilities out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, You also have aptitudes, um, which are things like being able to improvise gear in the field. Um, Global access is what they called it, but it's basically hacking. Okay. Um, there's being able to have be a drone jockey and have like all kinds of different drones. Yep. And then there's Beast Whisper, which is like training animals. So some example perks from that is like Frugal. You can like kind of MacGyver your gear on like a low budget with not a bunch of great equipment. Um, for global access, you can manipulate legal documents. There's also one that lets you like access remote locks, that sort of thing. Uh, For drones, you can automate your drones. For Beast Whisper, uh, you can give your um, animals more complex commands. Just crow friends. Yes. Get some crow friends. Hell yeah. Yeah, there's like, I think the drone one also has like military grade is one of the perks you can select, so it's just like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And then the last group is endowments. Mm -hmm. So endowments are that big old dick. (laughs) Yep. You you get a plus one in all charisma checks against the supernatural. Look, sometimes a minus one if it's intimidating. Look, you can't fight monsters if you ain't swinging. I feel like you got to pick plus one charisma or plus one in... Intimidate. Intimidate at character creation. Or one uh, plus one melee. Oh, God. I would would also like to bring up on the edges. Because I still think it's fucking stupid. One of them is called Ordnance, which is just explosives. Yeah, Yeah, I I, I mentioned that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the dumbest ones that you can take for, like, the extra bit for it is, like, fucking wood bombs. Why would you not have wood shrapnel for vampires? Yeah, exactly. You can do wood shrapnel and just be like... Wood shrapnel, even for humans, is fucking monstrous. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you might stake that vampire. 
That is a war crime. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, endowments. I'm so sorry. Yes, so endowments were what I kind of put that asterisk in the episode earlier where I said you're not supernatural. Most of the time. Um, So endowments are things like being able to sense the unnatural where you can like detect supernatural creatures, uh, repel the unnatural. You can repel a supernatural creature and having access to magic artifacts. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and the perks for that includes like the range at which you can detect the supernatural. Um, you can not only repel them, but do damage to them when you do it. Or you c- your magic artifact could also give you the ability to like shield yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there that that there that is actually most of them. So I went through. So but you kind of add the perks and the in- edges together to kind of make your character's abilities. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, there's about there's four each, and I did three of the four. So there's a secret extra one in there for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get into like my personal um, opinions and suggestions from running the game, uh, does anyone have any questions for me? Let's see. I think so far it's fairly straightforward. It's just yeah. um, going from V five vampire to to hunter is a little wonky because of. Uh, I'm used to the hunger dice just being integrated into the dice pools, so it's just a matter of remembering, like, oh, hey, if you want to use the uh, yeah. the, the, the extra system. dice, it will act like hunger dice, but they're just not automatically included all the time. It's a, like, hey, I got to pick this up because I'm, you know, relying on the power of spite right. to carry me through all things. And also trusting that you're, everybody at the table is willing to be like, we need to share these cookie points. You can't just well, be like no. no, uh, no they're it's, they're it's there cool for fire. every roll. Yeah. So if you have three, if you're at uh, three um, desperation dice, mm-hmm. and you're you're using what your creed does well, say you're a yeah. researcher, and you're trying to research this uh, werewolf that knows about you, and you've has raised the level to three, yeah. and you're doing a research roll, you can take all three of those dice, add them to your pool. Mm-hmm. Two minutes later. Another hunter who is like Marshall wants to punch one of the werewolf's buddies in the face. He can also pick up those dice. Oh, so they are permanent because there's so much risk associated with them mm-hmm. that you you get to choose how often you and when you use them. Mm-hmm. So they're always there. Is there a cap on how many you can use at a time? Yes, it is the whatever the um, desperation level is at. Right. So okay. if desperation is at three, you can only do three, three. per yeah. roll and. I, it might limit it to once per scene per character. Right. That I don't remember off the top of my head, although I'd probably home roll that anyway. Mm-hmm. Now, can you use less if you don't want to use all three? Like, if you're worried about, like, well, if I fuck up, then I'm going to be screwed. I just want to use one. Um, That would actually be something worth checking. My players usually just took them all when they had the chance, well, I mean, so yeah, it didn't come can, up. Why not? But, yeah. 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 I think it, they just thought it would be more fun. They're like, well, if I get sad, I get sad. Let's see what happens. Right. But I'm going to get real sad. That's, oh, just, that's the that's thought life. of somebody who has depression. They're like, well, I mean, what what's going to happen? I get sadder? I mean, right. per- I'm already here, kids. <laughs> Personally, I think it would make more sense if it's an all or nothing bid because that makes the desperation mechanic a little more useful. So like... Say you only want to be taking like one extra dice. Well, you guys better be stealthy or otherwise not only every time you use that ability, you're also greater risk of you hitting those ones. And so that's the way I would run it. But I don't know. I would check. I need to check the book on that. So I apologize for not remembering that. How fucking dare you? 
Yeah, you're a hack and a fraud. This is the hunter. It's not episode. me this time. <laughs> I don't know if you need to drink, viewers. I mean, I am. That's true. Um, I wish I could drink. I put too much ice in my cup, and now it's real noisy when I sip. So I'm just waiting. Um, Guess what? I drink my coffee black, just like my metal. You drink metal sometimes. I like to get it real, real hot. Just pour it on down there. I think that happened in California, didn't it? What? Drinking metal forcibly, gold. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah, that that happens sometimes. That, that's a fun lore tidbit. Um, it is. Anyway, my uh, so my last section is my personal experience, suggestions, and nitpicks. This is me personally. I ran the game twice, um, once in the server and once with another server of just some friends of mine. All were people who had previously played V five. I will say that everyone bounced off this book when trying to make their character. Uh, the mechanics are a bit spread out, and it kind of took group work to get people to like get their character put together. Mm-hmm. And there are changes from V5 that aren't outlined. Like I believe the allies system works differently in this than mm-hmm. it did for V5. Mm-hmm. Like, like what do you mean? Like the way you can take, uh, you know, you can you have reliability and um, like like number of like people like so how effective they are. Yeah, effectiveness. Yeah. They've changed that system. It works a little bit different for hunters. So there's a lot of things that you might assume is the same that's not. And then there's random there. I've I unfortunately found that there was stuff that I thought should be in this book that I couldn't find that we just pulled from V five. Um, and that's kind of my problem. To me, this book doesn't really feel like a standalone core book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the vampire core is essential to explain almost all of the non-reckoning exclusive mechanics because they don't really give a good explanation for everything in here. One second. <coughs> Allergies. I, I took a COVID test. I'm good. Oh, you're good. Um, <laughs> but I know they've made tweets saying they, they're trying not to re they're trying to keep page counts down and they don't want to reprint a lot of unnecessary stuff. Mm-hmm. But for a for- core book, I feel like it's very ho- it would be hard for someone to pick this book up having never played Vampire V5, and just go with it. Yeah. Do you think what could have solved the problem is kind of like, you know, how the V5 core book has the companion with like a little bit of updated errata and then expanded rules for mortals and bonus clans. If there was like a, like H5, like companion where they're like, Hey, uh, here is a bunch of core mechanics that exist in the V5 book that translate over. You can download this PDF for free from worldofdarkness.com. Something like that, or something like Chronicles did, where they had the book called World of Darkness, where it was the core book of mm-hmm. rules for all the systems, and then say you bought um, Vampire the um, Requiem. Uh, the Requiem. I almost said mm-hmm. Reckoning, but Vampire the Reckoning for Chronicles. <laughs> it mostly had it had the new Vampire rules and character creation rules, and it assumed that you had the Chronicles book that had all the main, like, how to drive a car, how, like, the stats and everything works. Because I understand not wanting to print that in every single book they put out. There's going to be, if things pan out, there's going to be, what, like, eight of these different systems or whatever. You don't want to pay to have those same rules printed every time. But it also never really outright states um, that you need the vampire book. You can Mm -hmm. only print one mage the ascension book i feel like that's i mean i feel like that's kind of what they did though right is they like the vampire is that core book the world of darkness book in this in this case it never buy the hunter off that i think the problem maybe with 
at least what I'm getting out of this is that they didn't communicate that that was the expectation. It never once recommends that you buy the vampire core yeah. book, yeah. Um, which I feel like is um, not great. Try and, and like, so here's what, here's what I've got in my notes. Um, so yeah, the second is inquisition. I would say is also needed if you want background for like, some of the organizations, almost all those organizations are in this as orgs in the, are, that are from the Second Inquisition, and that has their stat blocks. And the one time it mentions buying another V5 book is to buy the Second Inquisition book because hunters can use that equipment that's listed mm-hmm. in there in that equipment mm-hmm. section, which that's nice Yeah, that it mentions that. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think it needs more of that it never mentions if any of those stat blocks and other books are appropriate here the vampires in this feel different and the st- are statted out differently mm-hmm. that i can't tell if you're supposed to be able to like make a fledgling vampire and throw your hunters against it using those rules or not uh there's a lot of vagaries here that i feel mm-hmm. like given they could have given a page or two and just been like here's how this works with v5 so far here's what's compatible from vampire here's what we think you might want to use this with and it feels like i i am like researching a supernatural creature trying to pull in the right information from the right places yeah that uh, that is my biggest complaint uh, about uh because that was yeah. Because I I read over the Hunter book when it first came out, and I've watched a couple of like let's plays of Hunter, but I've not really super dug into it myself because I was wanting to not spoil myself for this episode. At least give a hi. I am somebody who is steeped in V five, and now I'm trying to get into Hunter, and this is thoughts on things. But as somebody who uh, was around for the Chronicles thing and was poor as fuck. Uh, that was kind of my biggest kick in the dick from not getting into Chronicles as a player in those days was the fact I had to buy this book and then this book and then the, I had to buy so many books and just there weren't there wasn't as easy access for PDFs at that time because it was the 2000s, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you didn't have the book, you were pretty much just fucked. Yeah. And I was having to Xerox things at the library to give myself away age wise. Oh, no. <laughs> but... I don't know. Just I feel like giving access to players, it's kind of a kick in the dick to be like, okay, you have this one book that is a key for all these other books. So essentially to play any game, I have to have minimum two books. Right. Which is kind of what they ended up doing again anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. They did. This time they just said the loud part quietly. And I wish it had been the other way around. Mm-hmm. I wish they and I know there's it's a, a living system and it's being worked on to this day actively. But I wish that they had said in this book somewhere, if there's mechanics missing or that you think you might need, check the vampire book to see if they're there. Instead of having to go to one of the authors like Twitters to find a tweet that's like, yeah, we left some stuff out because it's nice that they're like following up and easy to access. And I love that about our community. But also just put that in the book. Like a little Mm -hmm. blurb box. Like... All the blur boxes in the V5 system have been great because it's like, hey, if you want to use like Old World of Darkness books for lore and setting, fucking go for it. If you want to use uh, X, Y, and Z information, fucking go for it. We have little blur boxes about stuff. And I was like, guys, you could have maybe just put a blur box going, hey, uh, to increase accessibility of this game, we didn't print some shit in here. If you need to use the V5 core book for reference, go for it. Mm-hmm. Or putting out a companion. I think that the, I think a companion would, yeah. would be companion. Yeah, like a, just a free, like, hey, here's a 20-page PDF of, like, 
some base mechanics is I really think the uh, crunchy mechanics that V5 offers for combat would work really well for a hunter game. Yeah. Because this is a game where people are going to want to fight and kick ass for the Lord. So why not let them feel like, you know, cool action hero badasses by giving them really crunchy combat? It should also be kind of, I mean, vampire combat in, in, mm-hmm. in Masquerade is pretty lethal. Yeah. And I feel like if you're playing a vampire or a, a monster hunter... It's going to be a pretty lethal fight. Like, mm-hmm. I think those mechanics would work out just fine. I yeah. Mean, maybe I, up the damage a little bit. I mean, like, you wouldn't even have to because, like, you don't get ag yeah. damage is ag damage. Yeah, and... ag damage is ag damage. They don't get their super, like, superficial cut in half. So right. it's just like, oh, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's the assumption. And that's the way I ran it. And I think mm-hmm. it ran really well. The combats okay, went well. At all the, the whole game, I think, went really well. Mm-hmm. but I was having to make a lot of assumptions on things that even sitting down with players while we were running it being like, we'll just do this like V5 because we can't find it. Um, and that was, I just thought that was a little bit annoying. Um, and as someone, I'm as someone who plays vampire like weekly at this point, we talk about it all the time. I've been playing it before, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty well um, integrated into the system. I feel like for a new player, uh, they're going to be hitting a lot of walls here. Yeah. And that that's that's my concern from bringing it up. I know Hunter is not the most popular game line, and most people who play it maybe won't. But I feel like that's just for a product of a core book. It yeah. it just doesn't really work well, for me. I mean, it's something to consider because uh, at least from what I've seen, a lot of uh, especially on like TTRPG talk, like on TikTok, a lot of people are now trying to get away from Wizards of the Coast products because they just are really not into that company. So I've had a lot of engagement with people just asking me just straight up like, hey, World of Darkness things. And I'm like, "Eh, I'm the vampire slut. Hi. Talk to me about things. Uh, And uh, yeah, there might be people who like like combat and like doing paramilitary role play stuff. And I've thrown like Delta Green out to them. But like Hunter could have been a good option for those guys. Like, hey, I don't want to deal with politics and what is the nature of the human soul and all of that heady shit that I love. And they're just like look, I just want a shotgun and a big truck and I want to, like, blow up fairies. And I'm like, I can't I can't in good conscience just give them just the Hunter book with no other reference just because of the way it's set up. Right. And yeah. that's kind of a kick in the dick <laughs> for some people. I mean, I, I do think it's a really streamlined and easy system once you know that you just need a reference to that book. Yeah. And, like, you could probably just get away with owning the Hunter book if that's all you're going to play and having a PDF of the vampire book around that you can get for cheap, just one of them to reference really quick when you need a but Yeah, if you just yeah. have a friend that's like, hey, I can cut out on my PDF or just highlight the like bookmark or highlight the pages in the vampire book that have all the combat shit you're going to need, and you don't have to bother reading the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just make a companion guide, please. Yeah. Yeah, that's the move. Let's see. Another, this is less of a complaint and mm-hmm. more of a query for me. But going through the character creation, I did say that because uh, hunters don't have the ability to take on stains, some of the things like chronicle tenants and touchstones feel vaguely vestigial, though when they're described, it still talks about how they're mechanically important. Uh Um, Unless those mechanics were supposed to be carried over too. But if you look at the sheet, there's no humanity tracker on a hunter's sheet. And... 
Now, I think it'd be cool if, like, you could gain redemption through your touch tones and stuff. So say you fall into desperation, you could you have an option to redeem yourself through spending time, kind of like in Delta Green, where you yeah. can spend time with your family to regain sanity, that kind of thing. Um, that's something I would allow as an ST, but there's nothing in the book that mentions that. It just kind of has you take touchstones. Hmm. Yeah, because yeah, like, from us playing Vigil, like a humanity tracker was kind of a big fucking deal. And I understand with the, the fifth ed stuff, they're trying to be like, well, if you're a human, you don't need to track your humanity. You're kind of already human. <laughs> so like that seems silly. And I'm with that logic, I'm like, you know what, sir? You're right. Well, that yeah, makes sense. It makes sense, except that it's like, I don't think it's necessarily vampires trying to be human physically. It's vampires trying to stave away the like emotionless deadness of themselves, yeah. which a, I feel like a hunter could fall into yeah. pretty easily. Yeah. If, if you know what, who was someone who was like a nine to five, like family man, I'm a dad and I love my kids finds himself like taking drills to a vampire's kneecaps for like information that's going to have a toll on you as a person. Yeah. Like, are you going to be able to go home and like play with your kids the same way after that? Yeah. yeah. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, we could probably take inspiration from Chronicle if you implemented humanity system. Cause it's just like, Oh no, if you lose all your humanity, bitch, you're just a slasher. Yeah, what? Where is the start line going on killing sprees? Yeah, where's the line? I between might. Everything is a monster to, it's fine if I torture their touchdown. I mean, it's for the greater good. Honestly, right. I if I were to ST for a Hunter the Reckoning game, I might ask my players if they'd allow me to do that. Yeah, yeah I oh, mean, because yeah, sure. I'm like, you, you get the game already has you to pick touchstones and tenants, and I'm like, fuck it, just like, do you guys want a humanity tracker? And if you fuck up too hard, I just take your character sheet and you're the bad guy now. Well, not only that, but one of the main antagonists in the system is the organizations, which are human-run and operated mm -hmm. um, monster hunters who don't have, they don't have a drive. It makes a big point. The big difference between the two is they don't get a drive. But I think it needs to be deeper than that. Yeah. I think if you're going to be a member of one of these organizations, especially someone who runs it, you probably do would have a lower humanity if that existed. And that would be something that like would differentiate player characters from these big, like faceless evil corporations. Is like, yeah, that guy in the suit who's like asking you to go take out a vampire because someone paid them to do it probably doesn't really give a shit about the vampire the guy who paid them he's probably got a low humanity and he's just inflicting pain on other people for money the fact that it's supernatural just makes it easier mm -hmm. i feel like something like that and having that system in there is completely fits i just don't know why i personally believe uh that at least with hunter I think it should less be like a score that you pay XP for and you have like that sliding track that vampires have. I think it might be like a, a corruption meter. Like if you get so many stains, it's like, okay, this is a building thing. You're filling up your pool. You need to bleed that stuff off. Why? You need to go outside and touch grass and maybe watch a movie and like go on a picnic with grandma or something. Just fucking. Yeah, I mean, basically the way that the vampire humanity system is just completely ports over and i think having hunters have humanity trackers compared to regular human like civilians mm -hmm. would make sense where it's like yeah you've seen fucked up shit you've been maybe not like supernaturally enhanced unless you bought a supernatural thing mind you mm -hmm. but you know when you get in contact with uh dark things and trauma and all that kind of stuff it just fundamentally changes who you are as a person and having that reflected in a game stat would make fucking sense yeah <laughs> So, I mean, it kind of follows the, it's, 
we're, we're getting silly here, but it yeah. kind of follows the the like Punisher story arc. Even yeah, you know mm-hmm. when he when Frank Castle starts off, it's just like I'm gonna fight these mob bosses, and then like you know 400 comic book lit, comic books later, he's like holding the hot dog stand man by the ankles off of like a 13 story roof, being like, I'll fucking drop you, bud, and then he does. You know, it's yeah. like and he's like Frank, a no. Scale of, losing yourself to your cause so like yeah touching grass being like a human that'd be yeah. cool as a mechanic to be like okay it's like which one of your touchstones i touch grass <laughs> <laughs> and like as an sc i, I mean, probably very nice even to simplify things i probably wouldn't let my players just burn xp to get humanity back oh, i know okay. in vampire it kind of makes sense but well, in a situation like because they're like you're choosing between I can get super cool vampire powers or I can be a little bit nicer most of the time. Mm -hmm. But like here, I feel like it really does need to be more focused on the balance between real life and yeah, doing a job. Like even in vampire, you're not supposed to just buy your humanity with XP. It's supposed to be something that has to be worked on. That's part of the reason why humanity is so fucking expensive because you do need to have the time sink into it. And Uh uh Essentially, the ST yeah. is supposed to lower the cost of it by all the role playing you do till yes. it's actually affordable. Right. Yeah, basically. Or, you know, the SD completely has the right to be like, I, I see that you've been saving your XP to up your humanity, which is great and all, but you've literally done nothing. You've been gangbanging and pimping this entire <laughs> chronicle. No. No, it's yeah. still eight. Fuck off. Like, if not ten. Like, your humanity is still fucking... Yeah, it's like, you're still a humanity four, my guy. Like, I, you can go ahead and spend that XP, but, you know, uh, God is going to tell you no. Well, and, like, my big thing for buying humanity of, like, I don't understand why anyone would is yeah. you spend the, what, 50 XP to go to humanity five? Yeah, if you're right? at four, going to five, yeah. 50 XP, and then making one mistake could take that away again. And yeah. then you've just shat on 50 xp and caught it on fire in an alleyway mm-hmm. like as a player i'd be like what the fuck <laughs> you, you knew a gamble you were taking yeah right which is why i will never do it yeah no. which is it's also the reason why i'm like oh bloody it's not that bad trading one humanity for that's how it starts yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i think i think that they could have just left that in there um i think it would have been fine in the system it's worked in every other edition of vampire it was weird when i looked in it saw it just wasn't there right it's been like i understand you may it it feels vestigial to have touchstones and all that and just be like because touchstones can't give you redemption either and that's something i would say too if you want to have touchstones maybe instead of like the marshal hunter stabbing the your main baddie in the stomach to get redemption maybe he spends a weekend with his kids Maybe he goes and volunteers at hum- Shelter for Humanity or whatever. He like, goes and spins like pretty much the weekend at the VFA. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. I as a storyteller would be like, you know what? Fuck it. You can have it. I don't care what the book says. Like that. This seems healthier. Right. Than yeah. you know you going on a rip roar and vengeance quest. As much <laughs> as like that is cool. I'm like, you know maybe maybe going to the soup kitchen for a few hours do your soul some fucking good. I don't yeah. know. Right. So, I have a, I have a couple bit more to go over here um personally um the one of the things i was most exciting for was uh seeing the other supernaturals getting more information at them even if they're not reliable to what those game systems will end up looking like Mm -hmm. um that at least that like it'd be cool you know finally get some v5 like information on changeling finally figure out a little bit about um 
you know, like mages and that kind of thing. Um, but really, this needs more basic tools and info for creating supernatural villains for your game, even for just running a game. Um, the included examples are about three to four for each of the five I top, which is a lot when they're yeah. like written out with like backstories and that sort of thing. Um, they're well written. I think they're they're intriguing, and most of them I would run. Um, there's a couple I wouldn't, but I think that's personal taste. Um, mm-hmm. But there's not really a lot of info for making your own. Yeah, um, it's like, oh, so like each section doesn't have a, okay, here's like three examples of pre-made NPCs. And then there's like a, if you want to make your own. No. no. So there are, the only rules they have for making your own are you get to pick two diffi- dice difficulties. Mm-hmm. The high one is what they're really, really good at. The other one is every other dice they roll. Um, a strongest attribute and a lower everything else basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you choose from a list of 10 supernatural abilities and five weaknesses these 10 abilities and five weaknesses apply to every single supernatural type Mm. and they're all very vague that's weird because yeah like because when i'm sting i generally do not make full character sheets for npcs unless it's like some really important important or it's one that's going to be coming up a lot like if it's you know a character's like sire and they're actually involved in their characters i'm like okay i'll go ahead and make a sheet then but. okay so fun question then. Mm-hmm. how many wait let's go visit that npcs have to happen before you go okay i'll just make a sheet oh <laughs> like five or six okay right. five or six before i'm like okay they've they've invested mm-hmm. uh i will say uh, at least for those of you who play v5 and this might carry over for npcs for hunter uh uh mr or the not mr nobody mr gone yeah uh those sheets they have a a sheet that's for free to download where it's like you can keep like five or six npcs with some basic stats on one page it's very nice uh the mr gone sheets uh but yeah most of most npcs i make are just like a difficulty rating which is kind of what they're suggesting here but that's like something when you're shorthanding as an st Mm -hmm. it's a little off-putting when you're like, all right, I've got a week to write this game, and mm-hmm. then they're basically the rules are shorthand for you. Yeah, I would have liked a little bit more um, for a core book for a mm-hmm. starter. This is what you're doing. A little bit more, just rails or suggestions. Um, yeah, and also having all of these in the core where there's like all handwritten out with these big blocks of text and pictures mm-hmm. and like little adventures is cool. But they're not full adventures. There's a lot of fill in the blanks for that. And it also just risks players reading them to try and get a feeling for the setting or system. And then you're kind of left with not a lot else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because I've definitely like I'm a strong proponent at this point in my life that every system should have an adventure in the back of the book of its core book as an example of how the game should be played. I, the Ravenloft new book did it. I think that's great. Like uh, some of the Call of Cthulhu books yeah. have up to like three adventures in the mm-hmm. back. The old one that used to be in like first through fourth had the um, uh, the mansion that pretty much uh, your investigators are supposed to clear out and like have a home base has many things that's just like uh, teaching lessons about the game. Like spoilers for a 15 year old adventure. uh it has the ability for when you're doing research to get summon Shambler, but it does not have the spell to control Shambler. So if you try to use it versus the enemy at the end, it just runs off. It just runs off and kills something. So it's first through fourth ed what? Uh, Call of Cthulhu. There you go. Yeah, sorry about that. That's the reason I was just ending the 
Because it just straight up is like, summon Shambler. It did not have control Shambler. And then it has a note. It's like, the PCs will read about this citizen dying. Yeah, well, and then there's also more, the, the V5 books like uh, Chicago by Night, all the splats for Chicago, Cult of Blood Gods, all their splat books. Almost all of them have, like, modules in yeah. them that you can just run, which is nice. Uh, yeah, I feel like Hunter might have required just a small, like, choose your own adventure, start them up, whatever, or... Hell, hopefully they come up with a freebie start campaign like the monsters or that would be great. New sanguine, yeah, cool. you know, like alt sanguine or any of the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talking about Call of Cthulhu, uh, one of the games I ran was I took one of the funny enough, the free start Call mm-hmm. of Cthulhu adventures. I slightly ported it to World of Darkness and I used that as a framework with the system to run this game. Mm-hmm. And I think it went great. My players really liked it. So if that's something you might be interested in uh, for running this game, there's so many free or cheap, uh, they have literally 20 bucks will get you like eight Call of Cthulhu adventures in a printed book. Like mm-hmm. I, use, I think that framework worked really well. Um, I used one of the free ones. It's about a supposed haunted house uh, that turns out to be something much darker in the basement. And they're investigating this neighborhood and that sort of things. And it worked really well. You know, they got to take on a couple uh vampire cultists they did a bunch of research around chicago um and it went really well and i i wish the game had given us something like that to get a feel for what they want us to do with all this because i feel like things like danger and desperation could have used a little more fleshing out and and we're an adventure it's like if the players are discovered raise the danger level one yeah things just simple things like that it's it, there's just too much of in the book of it being vaguely like figure it out Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. here's a suggestion. Do what you want with it, okay? But suggest how you would use it first. I, I I learned better by from games like this by seeing and by playing it. And so having an adventure that like I could sit down with Paradise and just like vaguely play through to get an idea for what I'm supposed to do would be excellent here. Mm-hmm. Um, and this last this last one is um very much my own personal opinion. Yeah. Um, and you could definitely go against it. But frankly, the organizations in this book take up way too much space and are way too cool to then lock the players out of them completely, mm-hmm. saying you guys aren't part of this. Like, so let me put it this way. There's more page dedicated to lore and developing organizations than there are to the supernaturals themselves. There's 43 pages total on supernaturals, including all five different types mm-hmm. and all the examples of them. There are 52 pages on orgs, and it also recommends getting the second Inquisition book to supplement that information about those organizations. Um, it talks about, you know, it talks about how these groups operate, how they recruit, how shady they are, like adventure hooks to use them against your players. Um, and then it also says many times, don't let your players ever be members of this group. They may have started as members of these groups, but they are no longer as hunters because members of organizations don't get drives. Hmm. It's very weirdly like yeah. putting walls up that I just don't think need to be there. Yeah, like Why would you set them up so much that way if it's like are we fighting supernaturals or are we fighting corpos that's kind of what i was just thinking yeah we share the same brain cell sometimes yeah and which because of the way everything was set up with hunters in the second inquisition i think it would be very valid to have uh hunters that are just like look 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 i'm here to kill draculars i did not come here to be just a monstrous piece of shit right like you know and blah 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 whatever evil uh, organization stuff you guys are doing. Uh, I think that's actually very interesting. That was a big thing I was very pulled into for the Second Inquisition. Is just the oh look, 
the humans are as monstrous, if not more monstrous than a lot of the vampire characters. And I think that brings up a lot of interesting ethical and story questions. And I'm not saying I would totally love to play a game where, you know, there's PVP hunters and vampires and them having to square up against like, oh yeah, no, like we're both assholes, but you know, it's a bigger asshole. The fucking CIA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> and there are some of the examples where it's just like, oh, this fucking werewolf who is getting old mm -hmm. and is, you know, starting to go a little like senile and violent. He might actually be an ally mm -hmm. if you work with him against some of these other groups and stuff like there's interest there. But I don't know. It just they make uh, a big deal about how hunters and organizations don't have drives. But it's weird to me that the biggest difference between the two is stating one mechanic and then it makes it the whole book talks about them like they're completely different people. And yet it also says that hunters come from might have started in organizations and washed out. Um, I don't know. The whole the whole all the the walls here just seem like for a game like World of Darkness, for a game that's supposed to be like storyteller and free, it's weird how badly they don't want you doing this. What if I want to play a hunter that is part of an org and I just accept the fact I don't get drive? Yeah, you could do that too. And actually, for one of the games I ran, I said fuck it. And I made all of my players members new hires for Monster Hunter X, yes. which is actually a really fun setup. So I took that Call of Cthulhu adventure mm -hmm. and I, uh, instead of it being set in the like early 1900s i believe mm -hmm. and you're investigating a um a house that someone has and a friend of yours has inherited a house and you're supposed to go check it out and see what's up with it because there's like rumors mm -hmm. that it's haunted and stuff yeah. is, this, is this the one with the floating knife yes yeah that's the exact one that i was talking about. yeah that's how yeah. i <laughs> use that adventure um but what <laughs> Seriously, i was like wait but I said it in modern times, and instead I had the players be hired by Monster Hunter X, who are the very, like, public. I envisioned them as the same people who run TV shows like Ghost Hunters and Ghost Bros oh, and Ghost no, Adventures. Baggins yes. and Go Monster Hunter X. Yeah. No. Ghost Facers. Yeah, they're, they're, like, actually going to these haunted houses, filming a shitty TV show and exercising Poltergeist was kind of the vibe I wanted. Demon And house. so my players got hired <laughs> to go... Like, take some cameras, check out the neighborhood, find the story of this house, film a TV show, and see if there's anything actually going on. Mm -hmm. It's fun. I get, they got to add roles to, like, set up cameras when they're at the library. It's also a good and, cover, like, you yeah. know, for Monster Hunting. You're just like, yeah, we're just filming a show. It's whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's one of the most successful and fun one-shots I've ever guns. ran. Oh, hell um, yeah. And it really set things up further. Uh, I won't spoil the end of it, even though it is an old adventure, but, like, it was great. There's a great reveal at the end. Uh it worked really well, and I would recommend that you just ignore it saying not if you want to use one of these organizations. Just do it. Let your players have the drive because that's the fucking mechanic they're supposed to have, mm -hmm. and just play the game. I think it it it's one of my biggest problems, and my last problem is that I feel like this game just lacks a lot of clear intent. Mm -hmm. uh, there's all this lore about the organizations and some of these supernaturals and stuff, but there's not a lot of lore for a player to latch onto when making a character. Mm -hmm. I that's what's nice about having these organizations, what worked in Vigil or what worked in the original Reckoning, being the imbued and having these disembodied voices talking to you and giving you powers. There is something for new players to latch on to, to be like, okay, I'm a regular person who has been given extra sensory ability by this weird force. And now all of a sudden I know that there's vampires and monsters everywhere or something weird happened and I'm now banding together with other people in my neighborhood. Or I randomly found out that my father was 
a demon and maybe Satan. And there's an organization who says, I have to fight monsters or they're going to kill me because of my evil blood. Like there's so much built in backstory and ways to make a character in old reckoning and in vigil that here, like it just gives you nothing for a new player to latch on to. Like even D and D like, okay, I'm a wizard. So what kind of, Oh, I'm in, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm into these kind of spells. I can pick, I'm from this area that the core book talks about stuff like that but like here it's very much all the entry sections talk about vibes and themes and like i think that's really cool but as someone who's new to a game it's not a great starting point it's very high-end game theory stuff which i love i'm a nerd for but if i were to sit down with some of our players who like struggled with D to make a new character and like write an interesting character i feel like they would be be lost here completely like reading a fucking page about like the forever wars and how and the cia investigating people and be like okay but how do i make a normal person in this world mm-hmm. yeah like it, it just feels like they couldn't figure out if they were wanting to do vigil or if they just wanted to fucking do non-superpowered hunters because like all those orgs do read like the fucking factions from vigil like they just didn't it seems like they just didn't decide they were like we're gonna do this but maybe this at the same time but no 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 no. we want to do this i really wish they would have like done lore sheets for the orgs oh my god that, that yeah. would have solved the problem because you would i mean you'd have to buy into it still mm-hmm. um so you're using experience because i think i feel like maybe what they're the intention there is like if you're part of this organization that means you have a lot more resources mm-hmm. you know if if you're part of monster hunter x then the company is going to give you those specialized cameras to go do your fucking job you know mm-hmm. um, but you have more responsibilities well yeah but mm-hmm. i mean like I, that's kind of the risk reward yeah, yeah, of a lore yeah, sheet. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. That's, yeah. So exactly. I'm feeling like if you go for the, the lore sheet uh, aspect there, then you can be like, okay, yeah, I have two dots in um, Monster Hunter X. So they'll supply me with a three dot bonus to resources once per story or once mm-hmm. per or arc. You know, what are arcs? Uh, stories. Okay, yeah. cool. Chronicles the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, honestly, org sheet sounds pretty dope. Right, and like, yeah. yeah. And I kind of did that anyway. So like when when I ran the game with Monster Hunter X and they're taking their edges and like one of our players was a researcher. And so she um, got bonus points doing research. Well, sometimes, you know, if she had taken library access, for example, who says that library is not sitting in like the Monster Hunter X like co-work space that they've rented out for them? Oh, God. Yeah. Like, we got a WeWork corner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, uh, uh, I had jib jobbers. No, I had it for Monster Hunter X no. just because that was funny. It's like on the secret floor of a like big office building, and they get there, it's just empty, like all glass walled office buildings, and like one guy in like a t shirt and like khakis being like, "Hey, what's up? I'm I'm one of the managers. What's up? How's it going? Let's let's talk." Yeah, no, that's great. I love yeah. that. That's like the exact vibe. It's like they rent out this giant office building for like three people to work in, and everyone else is like remote. Or, I like that. Like, You're voting it for your monster oh, hunting God. job. Well, well that, job. that fucking that teams fucking chat has got to be bananas. <laughs> I I just need the front desk to not have an assistant. It just has like a display that Zoom calls the assistant. Oh God, at their job just. just it has hi. oh, it has one of those uh, the 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 display screen, but it has the digital thermometer, so it has to make sure. 
that you're of human temperature before it lets you in. And they use the auspices of like, oh, it's it's a COVID protocol, yes. but that's just how they keep vampires out. <laughs> just the Lissandra walking in for it again. God damn it. Because they well, the Lissandra couldn't even get through the front doors because they're automatic. <laughs> damn it. Yeah, but I don't just know. Just a little shadow open. Just a little Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's my biggest problem. It's just like the intent is missing and needs mm. to be more clearly stated. Um like and it kind of sums up all my gripes about it. So I wish they would have clearly said what other fifth edition books are compatible or maybe compatible. I wish they had uh, spent less time telling us what not to do and given us a clear setup for some of these characters. Um, I wish, you know, in, in the creed section, some of the creeds mentioned like members talking to each other. How? Why? I thought the creeds weren't organizations, but somehow the underground is talking to each other. What's that about? That's weird. Um, <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Are there hunter organizations of these creeds that aren't evil, like the book says? Like, are there good organizations that hunt supernaturals? It vaguely hints that there might be. I don't understand they're leaving room for new books and stuff, but that's the kind of stuff I would want in a core book. The Mm -hmm. kind of thing that a player could, like I said, latch onto and build a character around. Instead of everybody being an asshole. Or just Mm -hmm. some random dick who's like happens to be after... it puts a lot more work on an ST. You have to give stronger reasons for your characters to come together. And that's why I cheated and just use Monster Hunter X and be like, you guys just got hired by a job. You're ex-military. You used to work for the police. They they, they really wanted you. You're getting paid better than your morgue job did. Like, I feel like maybe it would have been a good plan to put the Hunter book out last. Like so, after you've done Werewolf, after you've done Mage, if you're going to do Changeling, after you've done Changeling, because then you have all of those other books like written and you don't have to like leave vagaries so you have room to write them. Don't forget the far-flung future where maybe you've done Mommy. Here's, yeah, right. <laughs> here's my, here's, here's my uh, personal theory. And if this is true, I actually feel really bad for the people working on these books. But I my guess would be we were supposed to get Werewolf this year. Uh-huh. They saw the game they had and said, this needs a big rework, and they pushed things back. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wondering if they contractually had to put out a new core book to keep up with their publishing deals, mm-hmm. that they had to put out a new core book. They had a Hunter book was going to be third, maybe, and it was pretty well along, or they're like, well, we can write this faster than we can rewrite Werewolf, and it, they rushed a book up to keep up with contractual needs. Yeah, it it do be feeling like that. Like it, that was my thoughts as well. Where it reads like this is rushed. This was not fully well thought out. I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on any of the writers or game producers for this. I'm just stating what it feels like and looks like. It is a game that plays. Yeah, it does I, play. I had a great time running this. I think there's a really great book game hidden in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could just use another editing pass and a little yeah. like clarity of intent and purpose. That's kind of my kick in the dick on the Hunter book and really my only kick in the dick on the Hunter book. Uh, I can deal with a lot of the vagaries because it's essentially a horror game and not knowing all the details makes things scary. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't need I don't need as much spelled out for me, but... I, it's just a problem I've had with White Wolf and now World of Darkness books in general, which is they always, I feel like, need one last pass with an editor who is not a theater major, who is just an editor, mm-hmm. and will look at the logistics of the book and go, hey, so how is a human going to use this book? Because uh, there's chunks in the Hunter book where I was having to flip back and forth a lot just to try and figure out what the fuck was going on. Oh, yeah. 
And it's one of those, all of the information is in there. It is just not laid out in a way that's like cohesive or makes any fucking sense. What they really need. It's not a, it's not intuitive as a reference book. And that's kind of my biggest kick in the dick. And I feel like if it was slightly more intuitive as a reference book, a lot of the vagaries that come with this game would kind of go away. And then you have a great system set up for, hey, once werewolf drops, you can throw all that shit on top of this. And then whenever mage drops, you can throw that shit on this. I'm trying to manifest mage for fifth ed because I want that. I feel like it would work really well with the dice system the way we have it. It it would. Um, I feel like what they really need is a textbook editor. Yeah, yeah, just one textbook editor who's got find the one goth textbook editor in Texas. There's a billion of them, I'm sure. <laughs> just go to Austin, it's got yeah. like the highest kink scene in the world. Mm-hmm. So, like, well, not world, but country. So, yeah. like, there's gonna be some gothy editors there. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can steal one. Yeah, okay, Renegade, yeah. World of Darkness people, come on, get on it. We already know you're in those clubs anyway, so like, like let's go start networking. <laughs> let's go. <I'm> <laughs> My, so my having played this a couple times, read the book multiple times, and then read a, written a script about it, this is my final thoughts. There's a really great game here. You can have a lot of fun with it. I think V5 system works really great um, for a Monster Hunter game, mm-hmm. but don't make this your first game. Go play Vampire first if you've never played any of these. Play Vampire, learn the system, learn the mechanics, and then move over and... You're going to want an ST who knows a little bit what they're doing and is willing to put in a little bit of extra work and time into writing, into figuring out mechanics, into giving your players like strong setups and for games, because I feel like a little bit of that is missing here mm-hmm. um, or is there, but is not. Um, but it's subtextual. And I think that doesn't really jive with me in a core book for a new player. If you've played other editions of World of Darkness, if you've played V5 and you want to try something new, I would recommend this book. I would take some of the things I suggest in, into mind, you know, maybe uh, add humanity. Maybe, no, you're going to need to take time if you're writing something new to actually make new creatures and be willing to reference old books or make new stuff up for the supernatural critters. But, or fuck, just like I said, steal an adventure from Delta Green or Call of Cthulhu or... Um, Go through old episodes, X Files, Twilight Zone. Yeah, you're gonna you're, um, fucking. Uh, oh God, what's that series? With the The Curiosities Cabinet with Guillermo del Toro. I need to watch that. It's, it's so fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Watch Gravity Falls. Fucking Gravity Falls. Fucking. You could just. You could literally just use the Hunter system to play Gravity Falls. Yeah, I I think <laughs> there's some great ideas in here, and some of the organizations are fucking cool. Like I didn't go over them, but like one of them is about a foreign prison that instead one of the only ways out is to be like all right you're gonna go be one of the government's supernatural hit squads now well we'll reduce your sentence for every supernatural you kill you get a year off like that's your suicide squad yeah that, I, <laughs> it's funny how much that trope comes up because this is a real weird dig but uh in pacific rim one of the teams that was cut out for budgeting were Mexico's convict brothers. Oh, That damn. they were supposed to be like, oh, no, you're on work. Re- you are on 
prison release and it was supposed to be Mexico built a mech and it was just them and I'm like that's cool the other one was that's Canada. scary the other one was supposed to be Canada was it pirate was the was the mech powered by geese I have no idea no, that it sick. doesn't have a gun so it shoots syrup and just gets them all sticky and, and you know they get Ew. or what if it's a mech that's just a fucking hockey goalie yes. there you go yes. um, I mean yes. I mean that trope hockey comes up a lot too like uh, Skipper and I watched uh, Cyber City Odeo recently yeah. which is literally cyberpunk story about like criminals who like you get a life sentence but we'll reduce your sentence if you go fight worse criminals um no. yeah. yep. I, I think that oh, could be a cool man. that I could mean, be a cool fucking game that's mm-hmm. in everything you're right now yeah. that we're thinking about it because like it, it's almost it's like the prison cyberpunk. industrial complex is bad yeah right <laughs> yeah you got that in cyberpunk with cyber psychos. They'll catch uh, cyber psychos and be like, okay, you can die or you can kill, keep killing people, but it's going to be people like you. Yeah. And I am. The amount of anime. Yeah. The, I am amazed at the amount that we are barreling towards a dystopian future that we actually haven't gotten running man shit yet. The future's it, now, old man. Like, we have yet. I'm like, it seems like the most logical step next because it's already shit. Like, come on. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna be honest and just be like, yeah, no, it's dystopian future, just be like, hey, yeah, just fucking put him on a death course. Yeah. Have him run faster. God, I am manifesting the world in which Logan Paul gets his head cut off by a psychopath dressed like a hockey skater. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of badassery, though, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Christoph, who we interviewed in our interview series about uh, his art. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's under the Rabid Black Dog handle, if you mm-hmm. want to look it up. But he's been doing the work uh, since like the V5 Companion. Mm-hmm. And I love the art that he did in this book. It's oh, so fucking good. The art is one of the best parts oh, of this so book. so fucking good. And... I know I complained, but like I also think he did a lot of the art for like the example supernaturals. Yeah, and some of those I didn't want to ruin them. I wish we could talk about them, but I don't want to ruin them for anyone who actually might want to play the game. Uh Um, And so those are all really well written. Like the the uh, the stories in this are really fucking good. Um, Yeah, the adventures are like I said. I would probably run most of them. But they just take the extra work that I didn't have time to do trying to do research for basically the game to run as research for this. And so I didn't have what I would I would probably need a month or two to flesh those out into like a full game. Just my writing style and speed. But yeah, yeah like I'm I'm going over uh, their Instagram real quick. And I was like, I forgot that he made the, the hunter who's in a wheelchair carrying an assault rifle. Such a sick. Photo. And I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, and then I'm right. also like, oh, yeah, the hot rabbi. God damn it. <laughs> Boy, they. <laughs> All right. I was just like, God damn it. Like, no. damn, dude. Mm-hmm. I should not be into that. <laughs> but, you know, like, there's a lot of cool shit in here that I'm like, I, mm, it's just literally, I feel like just one more pass in the editing would have saved so many problems that we have with this book. But beyond that, I'm like, this is a good system and I would really like to run and or play more of this. Yeah. And that's something it mentions too, that I really hope we do get like, a supplement or two that flesh us out and give this like the information that's missing kind of like changeling and mage both have books that are basically core plus in old world mm-hmm. where they just took all the shit that the editors made them cut out and put it in the next book mm-hmm. i i hope we get something like that because there is a great game here and i would love to keep playing this and running this but i would maybe exactly. wait to see what they I- I think the thought process that like we're supposedly getting a vampire player's guide that has everything shoved together. It'd be nice to get like, it's not technically a re-release or 
a revised edition. It's literally just a, we clean this up, it's better, it has everything edition of Hunter. Some supplement books, but just a big old, like, you can just play with this book. Uh, yeah, just I think, have this book. I think what we agreed on earlier is just, if we could just get a Hunter companion that's mm-hmm. like, hey, here's all the info from the V5 book that's not in the book that we didn't want to reprint, as well as, like, errata and a couple of clarifications with, like, notes of, like, authorial intent, like they have in the V5 companion that was really fucking nice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that would be sick. And I was like, girl, I'll pay for that. Like, I know, I would recommend you just put this out for free for anyone who has the book, but, like, I was like, boy, I'll pay, like, five bucks for that. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and much like the hunters in these games, we live in a world where products like this have a chance at redemption. Um, Like, (laughs) wow. Like, sorry, but. um, But they also have a chance at a reckoning. Like, uh, like, uh, what was that that fucking uh, space game that was a nightmare when it released? And now it's like, it's just continually growing. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, Oh, No Man's Sky. Yeah, No Man's Sky. Sky, Where, like, that game went from, like, everyone's like, this is a piece of shit garbage to, like, super well-regarded, like, huge player-based game that's continuing to grow and they're still making money and working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Fucking John and I have been playing it. uh, Shadowrun uh, Six World Edition. Mm Mm-hmm nightmare when the first book came out uh literally everyone hated it um but now at this point by they have the seattle edition and it's i've seen a lot of people are starting to come around with it and actually start defending it over the previous edition so like there is a chance that like any anything can be improved and people will grab onto that and like support that so i hope we get a companion or a supplemental book that just fleshes all this out because it needs a little extra love but if it gets that i think this could be a great game so what we're saying is hey world of darkness brandy if you want us to like be dumbasses and champion in this we're we're here for it we want we want this to succeed because we like it yeah Hunter is always. So, if for some odd reason, World of Darkness, you're listening to this, we will put in applications to edit this. <laughs> I won't, we, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I will. I'm not an editor. Oh, I will. But, uh. No, well, also, like, work. Hunter the Vigil is, like, our longest running table game. Like, yeah. We are a hunter group. I think I ran that for about six years. Mm-hmm, on, on and off. off. Yeah. Um, I love that. And we were, when this book was coming out, one of the biggest things, everyone was like, new Hunter edition. Can we start our old game up again with this new edition? I'm still down to do and that. And I would love that. That, but I feel like it needs a little extra oomph before we I'm comfortable mm-hmm. rerunning that. Yeah. Um, but, fuck. but I'm still down to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Does anyone else have any other final thoughts or questions for me before we wrap up? I feel bad, but I got to say it. I, I feel like how we feel that this was not well paced or this might have been a we need to get this book out now. That first art. Oh, yeah. Oh, the cover controversy? Yeah. Uh, It wasn't bad. It just didn't fit the vibe of... Oh, yeah, because uh, for those who were not paying attention on the Twitter, uh, World of Darkness Branding released a alt art uh, cover first before showing the actual cover, and the alt art cover looked very much like... uh, uh, it, It was very, like, 2000s dad rock Nickelback gradient, like, just three people randomly standing in, like, the desert... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was not an illustration. It was, it was a, a photo. photo. Like yeah. like some of the art in the new Vampire Core is like photos of people. It was but kind of like that more, vibe. Yeah, but like some of the, the, the art or the photographs, they're done to be more artistic and it's like people actually in costumes and there's lighting and there's stuff going on. We got grandma with the diamond gimp. Yeah. yeah. Like, hell yeah. Like, that's great. I am down for, I am down for realistic photos mixed in with the art in these books. Mm-hmm. But just the photo that was initially posted was not 
great. Grandpa yeah. the wharf in a beanie with his co- two coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like oof. And then they should, and then the actual art dropped, and I was like, oh, okay, this cover's sick. Yeah. yeah, it was like there we go. That's what we were expecting. This is this is more the vibes, and I'm just like, yes. Also, I I really as somebody who likes orange yeah the orange and black is fun. the orange and black is nice i i might make a prediction just saying right now i think the werewolf is going to be like charcoal Uh, if they're doing it for like style wise oh no no no. the well the yeah i was gonna say because the fucking uh they dropped art recently that uh christoph did that uh is rabbit black dog of uh I think they're going white, red, black. Mm-hmm. Ooh. If you've seen that, That's like, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that looks sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's sick as fuck. But yeah, there's the, the guy in the middle who's like mid-morph. Nice. I'm not going to say morbin because it's werewolves. They're not, werewolves don't morb. He, he's warbin. If, he warbin. If, <laughs> he's warbin. If they were werebats, they'd be morbin. They, if they were werebats, they would be morbin, but uh, otherwise they are warbin, which is like the Waluigi of Morbius. <laughs> Uh, we've we've patented that term now. So, <laughs> wow. so is the Waluigi of Morbius like an actual competent vampire? Is it Lestat? <laughs> is Lestat the Wario of Morbius? <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> I don't care what anyone else says. Uh, I regret nothing that I've said. Nope. Mm-mm. Well, as, as somebody who's a diehard Marvel fan, it's gonna take me a second to like figure out what it is, but I'll do it eventually. Do what? Figure out what the Waluigi of fucking Morbius oh, is. Oh, within the Mar within the Marvel canon. Well, not the Marvel canon. Just be like, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Lestat. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with Lestat. Mystery solved. <laughs> Mystery solved. Anyway, uh, we got a bunch of stuff about us to talk about. So, we first do. of all, thanks, Paralyzed, for your kicking ass theme song. Woo! Yeah, they are, um, they are on Bandcamp. If you want to listen to more of their stuff, yes. do it. Also, uh, we are for the moment still on Twitter at blank underscore bodies. Uh, we, we are I, looking I, in, but into backups in case Twitter does go down due to like coding errors. I apologize if we're not as active on there. I have turned off my Twitter notifications because I hate them. Uh, they are <laughs> they have become no fun, and if I have to hear it. Stephen King, Elon Musk say anything else again, I will probably have a like mental fit. Oh, well, so here's the fun thing that's happening right now. And I'm a little upset because I haven't seen this on the list yet. So apparently uh, all these fucking uh, Nazi cunts are making a list of uh, alt left left wokest people, Twitter accounts that they're going to try and spam and get banned. And there's like 5000 people on the list. We need to get on that list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not? Just how many times do we have the Blank Buddies Twitter have to tweet out that Ronald Reagan is the devil before we end up on that list? Because Robert Evans is on that list. <laughs> okay. He's and so on- is Bob Odenkirk. So like... <laughs> it's a prestigious list. It Bob is. Odenkirk. Yes. <laughs> I would love to be on a list with Bob Odenkirk. Any list. All yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if, if there is an alternative social media platform that you would like us to post our dumb spooky asses on, feel free to... Let us know. We'll try to have a backup ready because, you know, community is important. I don't give a fuck about the platform. Speaking of community, we have and always will have our Discord. We do. Uh, There are links down below. We have all kinds of stuff going on. People running games. um, People talking about their day. Talking about homebrew. Talking about their own personal lore. Asking for suggestions. Building NPCs together. It's a real fun time. Yeah, it is. It is the good. Uh, I we do technically also exist on TikTok at Blank Bodies Podcast. I have been neglecting that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get back onto it. Uh, we also have Instagram at Blank Bodies. 
at Blank Bodies Pod. At Blank Bodies Pod. And then I've been experimenting. We now have a Tumblr at Blank Bodies Pod. So oh I'm my trying God. it out. We're yep. trying. You better. I'm not going to be on the Tumblr. I can't. I have a Tumblr and I have a personal Tumblr. I have some friends who recommended me some useful settings so I don't have to uh, care about anybody else <laughs> if I don't want to. Uh, Perfect. I, I post some weird shit. I figure if we're going to get weird with one, it should be the Tumblr. Yeah, so. the Tumblr should be the weird yeah. one where like yeah. the extra wonky glitch art goes. Yeah. Hell yeah. Pictures of my friends in cages, things like that. Oh, hell yeah. So check that out. Um, hell yeah, brother. Uh, we also, if you really, really love what we're doing or just want to support us, we do have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a bunch of different tiers like Incela, Katiu, Five bucks gets you a Discord title, and you get access to the Patreon Discord area. Most of the Discord's free for everyone, but there are some bonus spots for the patrons. Uh, we have the Elder, where it's ten bucks, you get a vote in polls. You, we will be having show notes up by the end of the year. Uh, we're still organizing and sorting all that, but uh, we also have Harpy, twenty-five bucks gets you a title, all the previous, plus um, you get a character sketch done by Sarah. Uh, you get a character sketch at $25. You stick around for a full year. You get a full color illustration. Yes. Um, pretty dope. Pretty cool. Uh, we also have uh, our blood roll. Anyway, uh, if you want to reach out to us and you don't like any of those platforms uh, and you're living in a shock, shotgun shack somewhere, you can interview us at blankbodies at gmail.com. Uh, I also do an interview series if you want to reach out to me about that. I've had a bunch of great game creators. We, we talked about Christoph, who some of the art was in this book we've had on. We've, mm-hmm. But we've also had indie creators. We've had people who run vampire streams, um, all kinds of stuff on. So if you got a cool, spooky, fun project and you'd like to talk about it, maybe have our listeners hear about it, hit me up. I'd love to have a conversation with you. Hell yeah. I'll also say for our Patreon, you don't have to absolutely love what we're doing. You can just like it or hate it. If you know if but Yeah. Yeah, if you oh, hate get on there. If, if you, you hate money and us, just subscribe to that blood tier and don't stop. <laughs> yeah, you could subscribe to the level where you have to make me draw something I fucking don't want to draw. There you yes. go. If you hate us, <laughs> make Sarah draw something she doesn't want to draw. Give us $25 for a year and make Sarah draw a full color illustration of your vampire um, turning into a sexy squid monster. No, she'd like that. I would I, like yeah. that. No, if you really <laughs> want to like psychologically Shit. torture Sarah, you need to get her to draw like an illustration of Weird Al hugging Sergeant Frog or something like that. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, either that or just like my vampire is sexy Alex Jones. Oh, my, oh no. my vampire is one third demon, one third angel, one third mermaid. Oh, I can be your <laughs> angle or your Damon. My vampire, my vampire is the Frankenstein from Beetleborgs. Yes. Oh God. So yeah, if you want to do that, like if you want to hurt us, that's a way to do that. That may have been a much, lot of inside I jokes I would much there. rather draw somebody's fursona with an echidna penis. <laughs> then. Then draw some of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say which one because I know the second I nail it down, I'm going to get barraged by people <laughs> on the internet. I know how the Streisand effect works. Yep. All right. I think, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah we've done it. Oh, if you're a real vampire, hit us up. That's yeah. Sarah. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. 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 Oh. Mwah!